Welcome to the Smoke Pit. What up, though? <laughs> so we have AJ back here. Uh, this should be the last episode uh, before co-host Mike Sensi comes back from his uh, walkabout. Yay. <laughs> his little sabbatical. And uh, you know, here in the near future, we're probably going to be moving studio locations, get an extra mic, do it a big style, you know? like Don't, don't we already have two mics? Yeah, but, you but know, I'm... metaphorically and physically. I would like to point out that I'm super happy that uh, since he's coming back yeah. and my earlier lack of enthusiasm was for comedic effect. <laughs> I say that cause I don't want to hurt my chances of getting some of that. Oh yeah. But see the thing is like pride month was ended yesterday. So you missed your opportunity. I really didn't. Navy is pride month every month. Oh, oh it's a deep well, my friend. What is it? It's not gay if you're underway. <laughs> I'll, I'll take him out in a canoe somewhere and see how it goes. One, one thing that our, our, uh, our viewers and listeners have to understand about, uh, my my very good best friend AJ here is that uh, going out with him, uh, especially traveling and uh, more specifically when he's drinking, is an adventure. And you get to see the absolute look of what the fuck on people's faces as he likes to be loud and violent and just generally angry and drunk. What the cinnamon toast fuck is this? <laughs> <laughs> That's my favorite meme ever. <laughs> I don't know why. He's a very large, loud man just being drunk and like just trying to like suck the marrow out of life for all the times that he had been fucked. You know? That's a lot of times. Like I have to be <laughs> Jeff Bezos. Just doing this for hookers and cocaine for like a decade before I'd be able to suck the marrow equivalent to the amount I've been fucked. Yeah. And so uh, it's always it's always interesting, uh, the uh, the path of destruction left in his wake and just uh, the pure apology tour that I have to go on after him. So that way, you know, we don't end up in um, you know, um, a local prison or a gulag of sort. First, I will not apologize for art. <laughs> Secondly... How many more times have I had to apologize for you to customs officials than you have had to apologize for me, sir? Okay, like that—that's happened a few times. I'm not gonna lie, but it's—it's it's also like the fact that at least it was one custom agent and not an entire bar full of like you know Australian hitchhikers and backpackers. Fuck them. Okay, so that's not true. I will say that the the Kiwis we met in St. Petersburg were pretty fucking cool, even if they were a bunch of. You know, man bun having hippies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the, the thing that kind of bothered me about them is their hands were really rough. And um, I know your first reaction is just like, oh, shouldn't a man have rough hands? But let me pose this to you. Uh, soap has moisturizer in it, does it not? I'd imagine. So if you shake a man's hand and they're like overly rough or even a girl's hand, it's probably because they don't fucking wash their hands after they wipe their ass. I think that really depends on the location of the roughness. Like I, I know a girl that's got calluses right here, but that's yeah. like lifting calluses like that's specifically from working out oh, yeah like i have you know calluses here from, but if but know, if like your whole hand is rough and like some of the back of your <laughs> hands is rough and like you get some fur coming off of there you're yeah. like are you a longshoreman or do you not wash your goddamn dirty dick skinners <laughs> which um is funny because we on our second deployment i um i think i talked about this in one of the episodes that ep mike deleted um <laughs> one of one of uh but and now nah, he's been doing great and we had a, a guy in our platoon who was just, like, the most useless kid in the whole platoon. Like, he was, like, 100 pounds soaking wet. Like, I don't know how he made it through School of Infantry uh, just by people dragging him and carrying his gear for him. Is that that guy you hated with the glasses? Um, I don't want to say his name, but the one you were in charge of that you absolutely hated? Like, you thought no, he was no, no, terrible no. Uh, he, was, he was my roommate. He was, like, a good dude. And, like, he was, like, very uh, admittedly the fact he's, like, I'm only here to piss my parents off. 
Oh, the one you used to have the contest with, with the eating of the stuff. Yeah, yeah. So he's an Asian kid. And, okay. Uh, if he's listening, contest. like you know, what up? You know, what up, D? Um, you know, much love. Because uh, actually, <laughs> I remember I, I had the bottom rack and he had the top rack, and he was so like lazy. Like this is like you super lazy. He would just sleep in my rack. And so I remember one time I was like, enough is enough. And so I got a whore and went into the room and I banged her in his bed while he was sleeping in my bed. So he like woke up to the entire like military grade rack shaking. I like to point out that as much as you're giving him love now, and I appreciate that. Yeah. Dan could be one of two types of roommates. He's either the kind of roommate that you get to go have a good time with on the weekend and he'll always be there and, you know, hook you up and, and watch your back. Or he could be the kind of roommate that walks into your room on a Friday afternoon and says, you know what? You're a turd. Like you suck at everything. Yeah. You know what? I think you suck at eating noodles and that's like your whole thing. Right. And the guy's like, no, I don't suck at that. Dan pulls out two big old cups of noodles. Okay. I'm going to stop you there. This was in Iraq when this happened. (laughs) You still his roommate. You pull out, like you're just being verbally abusive, barring on like, like barring on maybe a little ethnocentric and no, because the senior guy asked him, it's just like, you know, like you always fall asleep on posts. Like you can't carry any extra gear because you're a fucking weak body. Like you're not proficient at your job. Like what are you good at? And like to be a smart ass, he was like eating noodles. And I was like, bullshit. Pulls out two giant cups of noodles. <clears throat> like not the cup of noodles. It's like this big. Like not the like the regular size, but like the jumbo. Family like, size. Like the family size. Like Campbell's. Like eight people could get around this thing with like eight sets of chopsticks and be stuffed at the end. It's like noodle ch- noodle eat off right now. And <laughs> just crying. You can believe that later. <laughs> Again. <laughs> <laughs> he's sitting there eating these. That's a pretty typical name, I think. He's sitting there eating these noodles, right? And he's just like maybe like a couple of chopsticks in. Dan's like downing the water into his mouth because he sucked the noodles <laughs> up. Like, you know, Lady and the Tramp combined. He's just <laughs> noodles gone. He's like. Throws the cup down like Thor in the first Thor movie. He's like, another! And he goes, you are terrible at everything, even noodles. Even your own people's food you suck at. Like, just, oh, wait. Do you remember the time that he didn't call He didn't call his parents while he was on, on, on deployment? Yeah. So the, the chaplain, the battalion commander, came to our battle position. Yeah. And the chaplain's like, uh, excuse me, where's PFC so-and-so? And they bring him out. And the, and the chaplain's like, hey, how come you haven't called your, your freaking parents who brought you a sat phone, right? And he's like, yeah. uh. And the battalion commander's like, good, take this sat phone. Call your mother right now. Hands on the sat phone. He calls. He's like, hey, mom. Gets chewed out in, I guess, Korean. Korean. Yeah, it was Korean. Chewed out in Korean. And then finally, like, talks to his mother for a minute. Hands the sat, the sat phone back. The battalion commander's like, good. You just want to not call your mother. You just want your mother to be in my business. Fill sandbags until I call your lieutenant and tell him you're done. Like three days later, like this guy probably went back and forgot because he's got shit going on. Yeah. Three days later, he calls back. He's like, hey, you can tell that small kid to stop filling sandbags. <laughs> and even the lieutenant's like, the who? <laughs> oh, wait, we have one of those. Go f- tell him to stop filling sandbags. Yeah. So at this point, like he's just taking all kinds of crazy dares and challenges, you know. And uh, the dare came up that uh, he was he had to uh, lick the bomb the bomb dog's asshole. So <laughs> we had a bomb dog named Daisy, who was handled by uh, probably one of the sweetest guys I've ever met. Like he's the kind of dude from like Florida who's like you know he lost his virginity to his wife after the wedding. He's like, "Hey man, I think you guys are just great people." Yeah, and he said things like, "Oh stank," 
and man alive. Yeah. He was like one of those, like one of those guys, like the worst thing he could say to you was like, you know what, man, bless your heart. You're trying. <laughs> you're not getting there, but you're trying. Yeah. And uh, I'm so I'm, I'm, I think I have the video somewhere. Yep. Here it is. It's Robert and Stephanie. <laughs> No, 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 no. I had the actual video. Oh, you video. have the video of him doing the thing? <laughs> yeah. How did you pull that up so fast? Because I I looked for the lieutenant's last name because the lieutenant's one who sent it to me. <laughs> what? <laughs> All right. So we're, we're pulling this up. I'm going to try to put this up to the mic a little bit. You got to like do a picture and picture of this on the thing. Cause... Well, I mean, I, I don't actually want to put a picture of this up, but all right. Oh, so uh, for those of you who can't see, basically it's nighttime. Everyone has their headlamps on and uh young Marine has the bomb dog by the tail and he's wiping the butt with baby wipes. And so we'll resume there. All right. So now they're all egging him on. Daisy's being super patient. Yeah. Now they're pointing specifically what part of the butthole he has to lick. <laughs> and here it comes. Almost there. A little hesitation. I'm amazed someone hasn't shoved his face in there yet. He's like, I can smell it. <laughs> so. All right. Oh, he did it. Oh, he did it. <laughs> <laughs> we got, we got to beep his name again. <laughs> I was about to say, they said his name in the video. <laughs> so, I don't, I don't even remember how much he made off of that. I think it was like 20 bucks or something piddly. Certainly not worth like an Iraq bomb dog's ass. In the middle of summer, too. <laughs> Dude. I mean, at least they let him use baby wipes. I, mean, I guess that's something. Yeah. I don't think there's an amount of money that any Marine would have active duty that i would lick a dog's asshole because i mean um i yeah i like to eat ass um I'm, I'm, i've never been shy about that but my rule is freshly out of the shower that's a fair rule you know like you get in there and like you scrub it up nice and nice and clean with some uh some irish spring i mean i got one of those uh one of those dove pumps so yeah. it's like foam which is real nice because yeah, it's up yeah. in the cracks and crevices hey <laughs> and uh and you know if you get to the point where you're with a lady that you uh respect and trust yeah you know eat that ass like groceries and um so I, I remember one of the uh the best ways I've ever put this to a young lady was I was just like I was like I'm gonna eat the booty like groceries but not just any kind of groceries because you're a classy lady like Trader Joe's groceries like like Whole Foods <laughs> Like seven dollar celery water. <laughs> like I'm like mm. yep. hints of uh, hints of oak and mahogany. Yep. Uh, <laughs> is that a, is that a vanilla I, I detect? A little bit. And so, if you're wondering where your taxpayer dollars are going, ladies and gentlemen, that's where they're going. <laughs> but before we get into that, I'd like to shout out Combat Comeover, CombatComeover.com, hair products, uh, pomade, and. Uh, beard oil fantastic products uh, aj and i both use it on occasion uh keeps our beard nice and soft for the inside of ladies thighs mm -hmm. whenever the occasion should call for it although he and i are both um uh you know virgins that have never what, what is sex by the way i've never heard of that my question is uh where do I put my balls? <laughs> Preferably in my mouth. Oh. Hey. But anyways, yeah, use our discount code CREAMPIE to save 
Uh, money. I'm not sure quite how much money, but it monies. Enough monies. <laughs> Twelve schmeckles. I mean, let's put it. Let's be honest. Like, just because the sense that I wanted to know how much these things were before yeah. we started hawking them, I looked it up on Google. And I was like, that's a reasonable price. Yep. And also to uh, Strike Force Energy, which is one of our favorite products. That whenever you see me drinking a beer on the show, it usually has Strike Force in it because I'm just tired to the world and I'm tired of dealing with people's bullshit. So I need to pick me up, and it can go in your beer. Use our discount code SmokePit. One word. And you can also save uh, doll hairs. I will say that Strike Force Energy uh, came out to one of the events we did like a year or two ago. It was yeah, a yeah. Redskins thing. And they made like cocktails with oh, Strike yeah. Force in it. So you had like vodka and citrus and the whatever the citrus version of Strike Force is. Yeah. And it was like you could barely taste the actual Strike Force because it was, of course, blended flavor. But it was pretty good. I'd never had it before. And I was like, all right, this is great. And then on the way home, I was like, Hey, you guys want to stop and do something? <laughs> something crazy? I don't know what it is, but I'll, maybe some meth? Maybe, uh, you know, uh, take over a small country? Speaking of meth, real quick, because you're from Florida, and I know you like Florida oh stuff. Oh, my God. Okay, this is not about Florida. I just want you to know that you're not the only crazy state on the planet. I, I know. Uh, you know, Louisiana exists. No, a guy in Kentucky uh, is on the lam as we speak. Yeah. And one of the things he is accused of, besides massive amounts of drug possession and use, yeah. is that he was feeding meth to an attack squirrel. The squirrel's okay. name is D's Nuts because, of course, it is. <laughs> because why not? Of course, it is. On the lamb, he called the Wall Street Journal. I believe <laughs> I might have that wrong, but he called it like a no a no shit newspaper. Yeah, yeah. Specifically to deny the claim that he had ever fed meth to a squirrel, <laughs> because he said he treated that squirrel like a like a fucking Remember one of his family. one of his own kids. Yeah. Right. So I like out of everything, that's the claim he wanted to dispute. He was like, no, I did lots of meth. But I'll tell you, <laughs> that squirrel was taken care of. Sir. <laughs> He's like one of the family. I he said, and I quote, I babied that squirrel more than you could baby anything in the history of anything. And I was like, that's a meth statement. Nope. Like he on the lamb scored some more meth. Uh, speaking of people who care, uh, check out victoralphaclothing.com, V-A-C. Uh, they donate like a ridiculous amount of the proceeds to charities. Like if uh, if you check out their social media, you know thousands of dollars. I had a good buddy of mine uh, who was blown up on our, our my uh, tour to Afghanistan. He was like a combat replacement. He showed up and he was there for like two weeks, and then you know they got he was on a little outpost and they got attacked, and it, like he almost died there. And then like a few weeks later, he got blown not just blown the fuck up, but blown the motherfuck up. Like he had like white fluid licking out of his ears. For those of you who don't know, that's the shit that goes around your brain. And um, am I right about that, EMT? You are for the most part correct, sir. <laughs> More or less. For the purposes of this show and this audience. I'm just saying we're not – nobody watching this show is probably a doctor, <laughs> except for the few doctors we have that are listeners. Hey, you yeah, do great work. The ones that say that you don't learn anything by listening to this show, well, guess what, bitch? You learned something. I'm going to bring my med kit on the next time, and we're going to have a conversation about TCCC. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, he got blown the fuck up, and they the gave him, yeah, they gave him a, a shit ton of money for Christmas. Uh, and so, super cool company. Check out VictorAlphaClothing.com. Now back to fraud, waste, and abuse and taxes. Uh, we got a few minutes left here in the show, and uh, AJ wanted to bring to light just the fucking ridiculousness that is our fucking government and government spending. So I'll, I'll give him a second to pull that up, and uh, I'll just talk about how handsome and dreamy he is uh, until he's ready. So looking upon his eyes is like uh, <laughs> looking at a meadow. I'm ready. Early, okay. 
Let's let's not faff the audience. They could see how old and grizzled and old grumpy <laughs> cactus that I am. I mean, your phone's blowing up over there, so you're pretty popular with someone. I mean, I, I don't know, maybe it's Sensi. Is it? Yeah, I, he's telling me to stop being a fucker and taking his spot. Uh, I mean, I thought it was maybe the IRS. Like, pay your taxes, fuckhead. Psh, taxes are for suckers. <laughs> don't say that too loud, fuck. Taxes are for suckers. <laughs> <laughs> Come at me, IRS. Oh wait, they already did. So yeah, yeah, you were deployed and you're like, hey, bro, can you check my mail? Like dildos fucking melt in this heat. And I was like, all right, cool. I got you. So I drove all the way the fuck up to where he lives, like two and a half hours away. And I brought in all the packages that were melting. And I was like, fuck, man. And um, yeah, there was a big old fat fucking letter from the IRS. And you had to throw monies. Yeah, but how many times have you got up there and there's been a fat fucking check from the IRS? Eh, A few times. Papa Bear does his business, right? (laughs) I do okay. I do all right. There's, anyway. there's been a few times I've gone up there and there's just been a psycho X on your doorstep. I'm kidding. Oh, <laughs> uh, you're about to you about to get me in some trouble. So Dan and I were talking earlier, and there's a lot of different things that get thrown around, and people who don't know what the fuck they're talking about like to say dumb shit because it sounds good in a sound bite, right? Yep, like, yep. Like right now we're starting, they just started the Democratic National Debate. There's 20 people on the stage that just break into two days. And not to disclose any- two-minute warning. I'm just saying, like, you got a lot of people. You got a lot of people on the stage. Like, this is the same shit the Republicans pulled last time. Don't get 30 people on the stage. Break it down. To find two people. There's 378 million people in the United States. Find two that are not assholes. Right. This is not hard. Okay. But I'm going to talk for a minute about defense spending, and then we're going to go into yep. it for a second. We're going to go over for, to a second. All right. So I know he's going to go woefully over. So I'm just going to hit the timer. Oh, and- woefully over. Well, I think that, okay, so here's the thing, right? Everybody that I work with is a staunch right-wing Republican, right? Oh, so can we, can we not go there? I'm not saying that there's this anything is, this good is not a or bad. Show. I'm, not, I'm not saying anything you, bad about You know them. how it is, and I'll, I'll be the one to say it so you're not the one in trouble. But there are people out there that if they even hear the opposing party, they fucking shit their pants. They, they foam at the mouth, and they're like, yeah. oh, you don't love everything that the president's ever done ever in his entire life. Then you love Hillary so much. You have sex with her. And I'm like, I just think they're both shitheads. Right. And maybe not specifically the president we have now, but like in general, when we have elections for president, like these are the only two people we could come up with. 378 million people. I don't want any of this in the show. This is not going to go good for us. 378 million people in the United States. Find me better candidates. Like when John Kerry came up there, like Mr. Milk toast himself, find me somebody that makes me care. Right. It should not be the the lesser of who gives a shit. Be that as it may. The one thing I get yelled at the most for is I believe in cutting defense spending. Right. Mm-hmm. We spend somewhere in the neighborhood of seven hundred and fifty billion dollars. That's billion with a B on the United States, the DOD. Right. That's not yep. getting into all kinds of other funds that are all kinds of other money. So what I'm looking at here, what I looked up earlier. We spend $576 billion on our base fund, yep. right? That's military just in the United States, just training, fixing, equipping, bases, that sort of shit. Yep. We spend $174 billion, which is a separate fund, which is specifically for fighting wars. Just so you guys know, the Defense Department budget does not include money for fighting anything. Hey, uh, EP Mike, um, can you grab some of the uh, aluminum foil near the toaster oven in the studio kitchen and start making one of those hats? I, I just think it'd be a real cool visual that as he's talking about all these numbers, like we just 
that I'm just, you got that EP? All right, thanks. Okay, so be that as it may. These are numbers, I pulled these <laughs> off the internet, double checked them several different times in several different places, yeah. I made some phone calls. These are pretty good numbers, they're pretty close. Everything's got little smidgens here and there, but these numbers are good. So it adds up to about $750 billion in spending, yeah. right? I would never say cut a single sailor, soldier, marine, or airman ever, right? We need the men and women in uniform to do their jobs. Got it. What I would say is, why the hell have we increased by 100,000 people in 10 years our civilian workforce on bases? Yeah, because it's like, I think in like the Army, it's like for every one uh, one defense contractor, there's five soldiers. And then the Marine Corps, it's like one to 10. And the Air Force and the Navy, I think, are both like one six, one seven. One so s- for like every five U.S. soldiers, you have one civilian. Like Exactly. And here's yeah. the thing. like If you're hiring contractors to do contractor stuff... Like that's cheaper, right? Even if they're making a six figure salary, it's cheaper because you're not paying for all sorts of ancillary costs that you'd have. Yeah, you don't have with. to pay for rifle range. You don't have to pay for uniforms. You don't have to pay for TRICARE. Fucking, you don't have to pay for a swim call. You don't have to pay for gas chamber. You don't have to fucking pay hush money when a Marine chokes out a, a hooker that was not born a woman. Exactly. Like you pay, <laughs> you pay a contractor, you yeah. pay uh, like $50,000 up front for them to go to a school for a couple months to make sure that they know what they're doing. Yep. And you send them out in the world, pay them their money, and they're good to go. Because right? we both know individuals that are the reason why you have to send them to a $50,000 school. Yeah, because it's supposed to be a vetting course, and sometimes it's more of a training course, because you're like, what qualifications do you have to be here? But and not only that, but that, you know, the fucking PFC Schmuckatelli who can't get right, he doesn't just diss the fuck appear, and he's just like, you know what, I was a really shitty Marine. I'm just never going to tell anybody I was a Marine. No, that's all he says. That's oh, no. all he says oh, no. is he was a Marine. I had a guy, I had a guy in a in a training course back in the day that showed up in his unit sweatshirt, <laughs> right? Wearing his unit sweatshirt and like some cargo pants. And I was like, nah, bruh. Like, nah, take take those ICBs, infantry combat boots, take those Marine Corps ICBs and that sweatshirt off <laughs> and dress like a professional. Like, what the hell are you doing? Yeah. Um, insulated combat boots, my friend. Whatever. I, I, I'm the one who's going to get fucking all the 37,000 messages because you have a private profile and they're like, oh, I can't message him hate mail. Let me message Dan. They can message me all they want. Nobody DMs me because they don't realize you can DM me without having to be following me already. And I accept almost everyone's follow requests. Yep. Be that as it may. Sucks to suck. <laughs> I'm sorry. Being popular is your, your fucking problem. I know. Like, I can't fucking kill myself because other people are like, oh, no, we love the show. Don't kill yourself. And I'm like, no. Yeah, that's the only reason. Not because not because you're the best family I've got, you know, that's still breathing. Be that as it may. Yeah. yeah. How do you like that? How do you like that guilt trip? Oh, my God. How do you like that guilt trip? <laughs> oh, my God. You know, with the amount that you smoke and drink, I don't expect for either one of us to be around very long. So, you know, that eventually that's that, that's not going to work. You know what I mean? You know how many trips to the hospital I've had in the last six years? Oh my god! One, one. When I was supposed to get DBA and they fucked me because they were like, <laughs> they were like, "What's your problem?" I was like, "I have sciatic damage from this explosion in Afghanistan." They're like, yeah. "Well, reach down and touch your toes." I was like, "I can't. That's the problem. <laughs> like my back seizes when I bend." They're <laughs> like, uh, "I don't know what to do." But be that as it may, so let me go back to my original point. Yeah. All right. Let me circle it back. We'll back up a little bit. Cause I have like thirty-seven more jokes, but I'll let you continue. No, no, we'll keep going with yeah. the old crotchety man jokes. I'm yeah. fully, fully aware that you're going to call me a, gr- a crotchety old cactus. Oh, that's or whatever. not the direction I was going to go in at all. All right, it's probably something else. So government spending. Here's the thing, right? 
And there's a rep- female Republican senator from Arizona. I don't remember her name. Uh, EP Mike actually made the tinfoil hat. No, no, buddy. I'm, I'm good. I was just joking. I appreciate it, brother. I, that you're, you're the best. I, I like really the appreciate style it. That he put yeah. the horns on the side. That was nice. That was a nice touch. Yeah, very Viking-ish. You know? Right. He did a good job. Uh, Vikings didn't have horns in their helmets, but that's another story. It's crazy. And right. it's just like, it's terrible. And the women who like those team are also terrible. Well, no, no, I don't mean the actual Vikings team. I mean, like, actual <laughs> Vikings didn't have horns in their helmets. That was an yep. 1886 decision by an operatic, yep. the guy who makes the costumes for operas. I'm tracking on that. I was just taking a, a, a thinly veiled shot at one of your exes. Okay, well, here's a thinly veiled shot. The Vikings could go fuck themselves and soak <laughs> all those frigid snow people up there. <laughs> but, uh... I mean, unless you buy one of our tank tops, yay! Yeah, available you, on our website. If you let, if you up in the frigid north and you buy a tank top, then you're you're definitely got some hair on your chest, and you're I good appreciate people. you. You're good people. You're good peeps. That's like uh, like how I know you're not a terrorist. You know? Yeah. If you buy a pop smoke tank top, yeah, then you're like one step closer to non terrorizer. Yep. One step. One step. You can't. I mean, you can't just buy your way to freedom. Yeah. I mean, you're already suspect because you're from South Canada. So like, essentially, yes. Yeah. Let me go back to government spending here because I, I have two <laughs> things I want to rail on real quick. Um, so we already discussed the civilians, right? We need to reduce the civilian workforce. I'd rather hire a Marine to work in an admin job than hire some oh, random gross. person. Oh, gross. Fuck, no. I, I mean, I, okay, you know what fucking pisses me off? The fact of the matter that you send an individual to three fucking months of Marine Corps fucking boot camp and then stick them in some fucking shitty-ass job like that. Or the fact that we have, like, Marine brig guards that work right with Navy brig guards when it costs a fraction to train the Navy brig guard as it did to the train the Marine brig guard. It's like, if it was up to me... Like, a lot of fucking jobs would be assimilated into the Navy. Like, you're not saying that, you know, like, they're, they're doing anything wrong. Like, obviously, like, we got much love for all the people who do, like, admin and mechanical work and shit in the other branches. But as far as, like, being, like, a Marine, what really fucking pisses me off is when you see people who are like, oh, yeah, fucking all Marines are riflemen. But they don't know the difference between fire movement and fire maneuver. I'm like, at least study some shit. At least read a fucking pub if you're going to claim to be the rifleman. Take a deep breath. Not everybody else has read MCDP <sighs> one war fighting. They should, but not all of them have. It's such a basic fucking concept. It's not even in the book. I'm I'm not saying that you specifically have to be Marines. I'm saying that you yeah. can cut down the civilian workforce, replace them with uh, the armed forces personnel yeah. from, and here's my second point, all of the military bases in the United States and abroad that we don't need that are only kept open because the congressman from the great state of who gives a shit is trying not to lose votes from his constituency. Yeah, because if that factory shuts down, then it makes him look bad. Exactly. So if that base shuts down, then a lot of the people around the base that make money from it aren't going to make money from it anymore. And I understand everybody needs jobs, but we can't just yeah. pump millions and millions of dollars into a military base so that that constituency can make money. Like, you're wasting mm. those those soldiers, sailors, airmen, and marines. Those could be used other better places you can get people actual combat tours for one thing yeah and so i'm looking at uh your your uh your your ipad over there or a tablet don't sue me uh and you got a, a number over there that's kind of alarming 174 billion can you talk about that 174 billion dollars we're spending to fight isis like specifically isis specifically it is for fighting islamic state okay so is that also like other people like boko haram and like the milfs and the, the other people isis just specifically the specifically one. Specifically ISIS. This is part of the OCO fund. This is the Overseas Contingency Fund or something. I It's OCO, I believe. So but. whenever you saw like some politicians say we're fighting ISIL, is that the same thing or is that something different? Yeah, it's one is the Islamic State in Levant. The other one's like the Islamic State and something, something, something. I don't know. Yeah. It's, it's a name change. It's like the difference between uh, when we used to say Al-Qaeda 
and uh, AQAP, which was uh, a different branch of Al Qaeda somewhere else. Yeah, and like how you had like the Mujahideen and uh, you know the different like factions that were in the area. Yeah, it's like you just you have the same general group. The assholes. Yeah, you have some splinters over here. You got some. It's like the difference between the mob in New York and the mob in New Jersey. Are they the same mob? Yes. Are they are they all controlling sanitation and making the most delicious pasta in the area? Yeah. Probably. Could George Washington skip a stone across the river from one mob to the other? I don't know. I wasn't there. What are you a cop? I'm just saying. Like, <laughs> the, does the Pope shit in the woods? The bears Catholic? Like, this is just how the things work. You know what I'm saying? So we're we're spending 174 billion dollars annually, specifically for one group. That uh, I mean, essentially. Like, it's one of the most defeating fucking things about being a, a global war on terrorism vet is almost likened to being a Vietnam veteran where you lose all these friends and, you know, uh, comrades and people in different militaries uh, that were attached to you, civilian contractors. Like, I had Marine friends that died as civilian contractors and, you know, fighting for these cities. And then you see on the news, like, Sangin has fallen to the Taliban or, you know, uh, Huseba has fallen to the Mujahideen. And you're like, why the fuck did I lose all my friends there? The thing that gets me about this is we're spending 178 billion dollars on that and i mean i've spent a lot of time recently in the middle east right i go i'm there constantly all the time yeah yeah so you know i get a lot of different perspectives from different units different organizations the army the marine corps the navy mm -hmm. uh, department of state department of defense i talk to all kinds of different people uh mostly because i get bored and i have nothing better to do with my time <laughs> um you, you don't get to shoot people you got to find something else to do and socialization is the best way to keep you from going crazy and pulling your hair out yeah so i talked to all these different people and the thing that gets me is that we're we're fighting an organization where the top is genius level right yeah. al baghdadi at no point attacked the u.s embassy as far as we're aware there are some agencies who lobbed a couple rockets at some point here and there down the line Right. But at no point during ISIS's height did they ever come down to Baghdad and knock on the front door of the embassy like, I'm here, motherfucker. Deal with me. Yeah. Because they know if you shake the bear, the bear's coming back. They shook the bear one time in 9-11 and we spent 17 years kicking their teeth in. Yep. Now, do we win? Do we lose? That's not for me to say. I'm not a historian. I'm not a master at these things. But I will say that we're spending $174 billion to fight people who are buying drones off the Internet and doing airstrikes with them. I've seen these. They're publicly available on YouTube. Like yeah. airstrikes with drones off the internet. Yeah, so you buy like, a $30 drone and you attach $5 worth of HME to it. And you spent, you know, less than 50 bucks. I mean, on... occasionally you blow a guy's hand off because not every bomb maker knows what he's doing. <laughs> right? And you remember on the, our first tour? We, uh, we were on the river and like we're just sitting there. And like, I, I think you were like jerking off in the port of John. And I was just getting swole. And then we heard some <laughs> Yeah, bucket. like that's... If I was jerking off in the port of John, I was also getting swole. <laughs> in that environment, any kind of heavy activity. Target muscle isolation, you know? Yeah, I was, like, I was isolating this muscle yeah. and this muscle. <laughs> and a little bit of the interior pec. Yeah, I, yeah, I was doing the jerk-off motion for those of you at home. <laughs> you really should watch our videos on YouTube or Instagram if you don't. Uh, but, yeah, so uh, AJ is just furiously fucking masturbating. Um, and I am, you know, being a good devil dog, just doing something productive. And boom! Nice. I'm like, oh, we got to fucking spin up QRF. And I'm like, god damn it. <laughs> and so I jump in the fucking, in, into the Humvee because my, my squad was on QRF. And we drive out there. And um, now I didn't get to see it personally because, like, I was on, like, the far side or whatever. But apparently this dude was, like, fucking setting an IED and he blew himself up. And then he was just like, oh, I was farming. And I remember, like, the corporal who was there, he'd actually got shot in the buttstock during Steel Curtain, which was pretty 
fucking lucky for him. Yeah, like hit and bounce. That was my team leader. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this was after like uh, we had like a big fucking change in the squad because one of the squad, uh, a few of the fucking senior guys decided to like get high on fucking dust off and like not go on patrol on Christmas. I think that was the big <laughs> one. The high on dust off was like they found that out later. Like, why yeah. didn't you go on the patrol now that you're at court martial? And they were like. We were stupid high on duster, and we we're like, "What? Like, well, you could have just asked the Iraqis for some hashish, and they're yeah. like, no, duster makes you stupid high, but only for like five minutes.' Yeah. Then why weren't you on time?" And so, uh, actually, no, I don't know if it was him. I think it might have been that combat replacement corporal. Um, I, I forget his name, but he showed up like the last like fucking month, like after all the big action was done. He's like, "Hey guys, I heard you get into fights every day." And we're like, "Yeah, bro, that was like months ago. It's chill now. Like we killed everyone." Was that the Native American guy? Nah, he was like white, like white as can be. Was he white? Yeah. Like I remember, he's like one of those dudes that I feel like you would invite me to his Methodist church, but understand if I didn't want to go. Fair enough. <laughs> and so like we're out there, and this dude was like, "Oh, I was farming," and like the corporal like looked around, and it's like barren earth, like not a fucking drop of moisture, all fucking rocks and fucked up like soil, and he's like, "Yeah, absolutely fucking not." <laughs> <laughs> and they were like, oh, well, we don't want to fuck with him because, like, what if there's, like, a fucking dead man switch or an ID or something? And I forgot exactly what they did, but I think we pulled back, and then, like, an airstrike came in and just, boom, and just fucking took out what was left. That seems about average. And uh, it's something to that effect. And so, like, we're, we're holding fucking tight on our position, and this dude is speeding at us because uh, we have, like, a, a checkpoint set up while we're trying to, like, you know, figure everything out, calling the reports, and he's speeding at us, and I'm like, hey, stop. And he didn't. So I pull out my little fucking gay uh, fucking um, air panel from my cargo pocket. And I'm like dangling it like a lady with a fucking kerchief, you know. <laughs> and I'm like, hey, stop. And, you know, so now I, you know, I've shout showed and uh, shout shot. Well, I haven't shot yet. OK. Yeah. But, you know, the equivalent of, of dangling your little fucking flag is the equivalent of, like, shoving, I guess. Like, like waving your air panel like a dickhead? Yeah, I'm like, hey, look, like, if you can't already see all the giant fuck-off trucks, like, this tiny uh, sliver of colored fabric, this is going <laughs> to deter you from blowing us up. And then so, like, the corporal is just like, all right, well, fucking, you know, um, you know, take him out. And I was like, all right, Roger. So, like, to me, that means, like, warning shots, disabling shots, you know what I mean? And is this the guy in the truck? I don't know. I think it was an Opal. Okay, go ahead. And so I, I know where you're going with this now. That's the important thing. So, like, I you know, I take a crack at the vehicle, and, like, I have a machine gun, and um, one of the rounds fucking um, skips off the ground in front of him because I was aiming for, you know, like, I wasn't aiming for lethal shots, but rounds fucking ricochet, uh, especially uh, when they're tracers. You can see where the fuck they go. And so, like, I burst, and, like, anybody who's shot a machine gun, like, you can't exactly see, like, where the fucking shots went at first, you know? Like, maybe your fucking A-gunner can see where your tracers went, but sometimes, depending how dusty it is, you know, like, how fucking, how hot it is, how much fucking CLP is fucking, you know, evaporating yeah. off your fucking barrel. How much of a you yeah. Like, you, you don't exactly see everything. These fucking bullets are trying to mock Jesus. And so, one of the machine gunners in the turret is just like, yeah, sure, that's what the fuck I'm talking about. You show him who's fucking boss, El Guapo. And I'm like, what the fuck? And apparently, you saw one of the tracer rounds just skip off the ground and go right through the fucking windshield. And so, like, the dude get out, and he's fucking furious, and he's, like, pointing at his car, and, like, I'm just like, was there anyone in the passenger seat? And they're like, I don't know, but he seems pissed. I think there was. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, fuck. Like, I didn't, I was just trying to shoot, like, fucking, you know, um, disabling shots, you know? And so the dude is fucking furious, and he's, like, pointing, and, like, and like the corporal's like, hey, like, interpreter, like, tell him to stay back. Like, if he comes closer, we'll kill him, you know? And so he, like, you know, he's fucking just, like, very angrily fucking dancing at the car. 
You know, <laughs> like have you ever seen like one of those people who are like they're like a crossing guard, but they're like two into their job. You know what it was? He was like the like wacky, a, wavable, inflatable too, man. It was like an usher who's like too fucking into his job, you know? Like the guys in the aircraft carriers that like do the extra super dance <laughs> to like send the aircraft off. Yeah, but like imagine if your vehicle had just been, you know, prop partially destroyed and your cousin had been killed. Yeah. And so when, you know, we talk about like killing people and stuff, like there's an example there. Like I have no fucking idea who else was in that vehicle. Like I could have shot this guy in the neck. I could have shot him in the face. I could have missed, you know, there could have been nobody in there completely. And so when people say, like, did you kill anyone? One, that's a fucking dickhead question. Two, there's a lot of fucking times I legitimately don't know. You have somebody in your fucking target, uh, in your rear side aperture, you slow, steady squeeze, the burst goes off, and it's not exactly like you get to go fucking check all the time. You don't get a score counter, a score counter in the upper yeah, right you don't, corner. You don't like, get a little fucking, little fucking sideways cross that's like, when yeah, you hit, like in Call of Duty, you yeah, know? There's no, like, HUD in the corner that's like, uh, 10 extra points because he was wearing a suicide vest and you took him out early. Yeah, and so... Like there's situations where, you know, you shoot at people and like sometimes you, you know, you do go over and like there's a person or two laying there dead and everybody's like, yeah, I got him. Yeah, I got him. Like, okay, fuck you. Like, you I know. will say that I thought you were going a different direction in this because I remember vaguely the story. I remember the, the salient details of the story, which is that there's this vehicle coming down the checkpoint. Yeah. Right. And the, the saw gunner. They show, shout, shove as best they can, which wave the little hanky. Because we, we originally we were shooting pyrotechnics, but one of the fucking Marines shot a pyrotechnic and it skipped through the fucking off the floor, went through the windshield and set the motherfucker on fire. So we stopped shooting fucking flares. Yeah, but he turned out to be a bad guy anyway. But, you know, we just didn't yeah. want to have it happen to be a problem later on. So we got to wrap this episode up. <laughs> yeah. So be that there was one time when we had the, the truck and uh, it was like a little one of those Hiluxes, right? Yeah. And uh, OK, time to open up. The vehicle didn't stop from all the different show force. So they opened up, shot through the windshield, right? Got the guy. The guy's sitting behind the windshield. He's driving. He's like, right? <laughs> and so he's not quite out. The vehicle comes to a stop, rolls in, hits a ditch. He gets out and he's stumbling. And the last thing he says before he falls into the ditch is goes, Mister, why? <laughs> falls into the ditch. He's done, right? <laughs> And then at some point later on that afternoon, his family comes looking for him. Like yeah. We took him in. We put him in the place where you put that until you figure out what you're going to do with him. Yeah. Whether he's a bad guy or not, we're trying to do the site survey. And um, the family comes and they said, why? Why would you shoot a 70-year-old blind man? And we're like, why would you let a 70-year-old blind man drive a vehicle? Yo, that was the fucking patrol that I was leading that had the company commander on. Exactly. Remember? Yo. That's what I thought you were going with that yeah. story. You remember the fucking... No, this was the first deployment. That was the second deployment. You remember the story I told about how the fucking V-bid hit the checkpoint and the leg went flying and the kid was just like, ah, leg, and he shot at it? Yes. Same kid. Same fucking kid. That that was the same one. That When the <laughs> when the leg went flying, that was the same one where later on that day, my squad went on patrol and yeah. we, pat, we went out... And to the left, we passed that little uh, IP checkpoint. Yeah. And like, I was walking and I felt a squish and I picked my boot up and there was like a fucking ear on it. Right. And I'm like, like uh, peeling it off my boot with a, like a, with a bayonet being like, this is disgusting. Yeah. Cause we, we, we were at this bend on route Michigan uh, for, for any Iraq alumni and uh, dudes come flying around the corner and, you know, we try to do everything we fucking could and like, uh, you know, wave them off, fucking uh, flag and stuff like that. And he still kept coming and like half the squads in the fucking middle of the street. And so like, I'm fucking pushing the captain out of the fucking road, like get to safety. And like uh, one of the other team leaders, the, the team leader that those guys were in his team, uh, he's just like, shoot him. And the company commander, like, as I have, like, my hand on his fucking flak, he's like, no, don't shoot him. And then it was the saw gunner and the M16 gunner. And it was like, a little ping at the end. I don't know if it quite made that exact noise. Like oh, angels anime, were singing in my, in my head. 
Well, you know. Hey, well, what was that Enya song? You know that the the really you know which one I'm talking about. Who can say where the? I think that was called Pilgrim, <laughs> or maybe Time Traveler, Time Path. I don't fucking know. It's Enya. Yeah. I listen to it when I'm too drunk and I need to sleep. I don't who really listen to it. Who can say who Mike will cream pie? Could it be you or your best friend? The answer is everyone. <laughs> Mike, come home, Mike. Mike, you need to come back and cream pie, everyone. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>